0: Welcome to the New Providence Presbyterian Church Podcast, where we will share our messages from our weekend worship services. We hope these messages will inspire you and challenge you in your walk with Jesus.
1: In the beginning, darkness covered the earth, and God said, let there be light and there was light, and God saw that the light was good. The true light, which gives light to everyone, came into the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. It is a light for the lost, the searching and the seeking. A light for the darkest valley A light to drive out fear. Even in the shadow of death. When we believe in the light, we become children of the light. It shines in us, through us. If we walk in the light, if we let it shine before others, we become a city on a hill. The light of the world. When we let his word light our path, others will follow. We become a beacon of hope to a world in darkness. Our lives reflect the glory of his resurrection. He makes us a light for the nations, so his salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Let there be light. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light.
0: Amen. God is good. God is so good. I mean, that was the sermon. (laughs) We are the light, and not because we are the source of it. Jesus is the source. He came down to the world. He is the light that broke the darkness, and now when we have accepted Jesus, his light now lives in us, And therefore, we are carriers of this light. We are carriers of this great news. I mean, this verse in Ephesians, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good, right, and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. All right, I give you permission. If you see anybody starting to fall asleep during the sermon, you can say, Arise, O sleeper, awaken. <laughs> May the light of Christ shine upon you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, this is really good news. This is great news. And that is what the gospel is. It is good news. It says, at first, at one time, you were in darkness. And as we have seen through this Advent series, the world, in the beginning, the world was dark. It was empty and void. Then we saw how light stepped in through the darkness through Jesus, and Jesus was the only one who was able to bring sight to a man born blind. Jesus is the only one who can heal us of spiritual blindness because it is only through his light that we can see light. Then last week we saw how in the middle of us trying to to walk in the ways of Christ and trying to, to bring his light into our life and trying to shine for the world to see, it's really difficult because there's an enemy and there's an accuser. There is someone who is such a sore loser that he keeps throwing cheap shots trying to get us to not walk in the purpose and in the light of Christ. And this week, as we bring it kind of all together, we know the light came down. We know that light has conquered and defeated darkness. We know that if we give our life to Christ, this light now lives in us. So now the final step is, what do we do? What do we do now? What's next? Well, I have a question for you. What do you do when you receive good news? you shout it out you you tell somebody i remember being in school and whenever i would get a good grade on a test i'd like show it my best friend and i would always sit either next to each other or like right behind each other and i'd be like check it out like I was so excited to show them what good things were happening. Or if you're a student and you get a part in the play, you immediately start texting your friends or you call your mom. If you get a promotion at your work, you immediately text your friend or your spouse. You, you just share the good news. It's a part of us. It, it starts bubbling inside where you just you can't hold it in. Nowadays, when you see a person that you haven't seen in forever, the first thing that you do is selfie. And then you post it on social media for everybody to know. We share it. It's natural to spread the good news. So my question, here's a follow-up question. You have received the good news of the gospel. You know that Jesus is the light of the world and that he came down. You know this. So are you spreading this good news? Have you went to someone and said oh my gosh I have to tell you something this is amazing I have to tell you this this person changed my life Jesus is the light of the world and this is really really good news now there's a right way and there's a wrong way (laughs) to spread news right because nowadays, I think we're all very familiar with um, you know fake news and things that just aren't as real as, as the news really wants to make it, and, and things can get distorted and you know what? because we 're human and because we are broken, truth can get distorted on how we on how we say it, and it's really, really sad, but the church nowadays has a really bad rap because we're not doing a very good job of shining Christ's light the way that Christ intended it for the world. The world knows more about what the church is against than what the church is for. So when the church tries to rise up to say, hey, Jesus, Jesus loves you, they're like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear anything about it. Thank you, thank you so much. Because they are tired of the hateful ways that we have tried to shine his light. Now, I don't know about you, but as a driver, one of the most annoying things and dangerous is when you're driving and it's super, super, super dark, and an oncoming car has its like head beams on. And it's like super bright to the point where you're just like, duh, it's like it's it's blinding. It's annoying because you're just like trying to, you know, go where you're going but it's also pretty dangerous because it could cause an accident. The truth is, as a church, as a global church, this is kind of what we've been doing. We've been shining the headlights at people's faces and saying, repent, this is not right, this isn't good, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And instead of, of bringing them into grace and mercy and showing them the way to the Father's love, We're just bringing contempt and anger and people are just tired of it. And it's annoying to the people who are on the receiving end and then it's also kind of dangerous because we could be turning them off to the love of Christ. People might just say, you know, well, if that's the lay, I want nothing to do with it at that point. So I want us to, as we're going through this this message, I want us to kind of just evaluate, how am I spreading God's light? Or even, am I spreading God's light? Jesus came to show that there's a better way. It's not accusatory, it's not, you know, do this or else. It's an invitation. Jesus, time and time again, I am blown away by the stories of the encounters that people had with Jesus. And the one that I'm immediately brought to is the woman who was caught in adultery. She was about to get stoned, and rightfully so according to the law of Moses. And all the leaders and the Pharisees were there, and they were about to throw the stone, and they were like, all right, Jesus, you're up. You know, throw the stone. And Jesus, who was perfect in every way, came to show that there was a better way. And instead of throwing the rock, accusing her, she was in the wrong, clearly. He got down. And he met her right where she was at. He looked at her in the eyes and said, I forgive you. Go and sin no more. And that is how we are called to go and be the light into the world. Not to be better than everybody else and think that we have it all together, but to do what Jesus did. He was God, and he came down as a baby. He was the Lord, and he gave up a crown for a moment so that he could be crowned with a crown of thorns. He deserved to be born with all the pomp and circumstance that that a king deserved, but he was okay with the manger and with the stinky animals all around. That is the kingdom way. That is the way that we are meant to be carriers of his light, effective carriers into our world so Jesus came to change the narrative and he did this by coming down he literally invaded time and space coming into our reality where heaven met earth and where history changed forever I mean literally you and I are here because we were impacted by the good news and history is divided by it, B.C. and A.D. There is no denying that something that changed the world happened. And because Jesus showed up, I have all that I need to walk in the light. I have everything that I need, and you have everything that you need. And you know what? It's not because you're smart. It's not because you're good. It's not because you get it all together. It's not because things, you know, you check things off your schedule and things are going A-okay. It's not because you're broken and there's nothing, you know, to do. It has nothing to do with you or me. The reason that we have everything that we need to walk in the light is because of Jesus Christ. It's because of him. And sometimes we get really caught up in ourselves. Okay, I got to do this, I got to do that to make it right. And, and, okay, all right, we're going to do this because I'm good. And we forget that it has nothing to do with us. And don't worry, this problem, the early church had it too in the first century, which is why Paul writes all about this in his letters to the churches. In Galatians 2.20 He reminds the church, guys, remember, it is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. The life that I now live by believing in the Son of God who loves me and took my sins away. It's about Christ. He empowers me to walk the path that he has designed for me to walk. And when I realize that it is about Christ in me, I don't know about you, but it moves me to this place of of awe and wonder. I mean, when's the last time that you just took a minute to sit down, to focus on Jesus and say, okay, God, I'm gonna quiet all distractions for a second and I wanna take you in. You know what, let's do that. Let's do that right now. I invite you to just close your eyes just for a second. And think about who Jesus is, what he did, how he has shown up for you in the good, the bad, and the ugly. And let your heart just be taken to the wonder of who he is. God is so good. You can open your eyes. God is so good and he gives us all that we need and when we fall into this place of saying god your will your way whatever you want however you want whenever you want with whoever you want i'm open starts to change things so the the passage that we read in ephesians it said, you are in darkness, but now you are children of light. That is because of Christ. So then it says, because now you are children of light, now we got some things that we have to do. And it's not out of obligation. It's not out of fear. We get to do this. We get to be carriers of light. We get to shine his light for all the world to see. We get to, out of love and obedience to him, when you start thinking about everything that God has done time and time again, for me, I am left in a place of, I love you so much. I love you. I love you and I wanna live my life for you because without you, I am nothing. We're nothing without him. So it says, now that you are light, You have to choose the way of the light and you have to walk the path of whatever is good, right, and true. That's really, really hard (laughs) in a world full of darkness, in a world where we learned last week that the enemy is throwing those darts and accusing us and, and targeting our blind spots and making us fall off the wayside. It is really hard to stick to what's good and right and true. But we know that this is important because it's mirrored in Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Paul says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the peace of God will be with you. So that's great. That's super poetic. That's beautiful. Now, how do I do this? How do I keep my mind on everything that is good, right, noble, true, excellent, praiseworthy? How? In a world full of darkness, in a world full of distractions, how? There's only one way. It's by sticking to the word of God. It's by believing, which is something that we believe in this church, that from Genesis to Revelation, this is the inspired, alive, and active Word of God. And His Word is my guide. His Word is my guide. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If you don't know what to do, go to the Word. If you are confused, go to the Word. If you are anxious, go to the Word. If you are joyful, go to the Word. It is here for everything that we could ever need. There is a beautiful quote found by Jen, by Charles Spurgeon, and it says this, the Bible is not the light of the world, it is the light of the church. But the world does not read the Bible. The world reads Christians. Wow. That goes back to the point in the beginning. How are we reflecting the light? How are we doing? It's really hard to follow the way. But we can do it by doing exactly what we're doing now, coming together as the body of Christ. You're not alone. We are in this together. We are here to spur each other on, to help each other say, hey, you're looking a little dim today. Can I pray for you? May the light of Christ awaken you. And guess what, church? We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are empowered by God, but we're not mind readers. So we have to rely on each other. If I'm not doing okay, I have to be okay with going to somebody else and admitting that I'm not okay. And that is okay. We are in a dark world and the enemy is going to do everything that he can to dim your light so that at the end of the day you can just blend back in with the darkness. So we are in this together to spur each other on to choose the light of Christ and to continue walking in it together. It's a beautiful responsibility because we get to be in this together. It's so amazing. But it's also, it's a great one. It's a great responsibility. It's a heavy responsibility in the sense that If we believe that this is true from Genesis to Revelation, which we do, then we are not going to blend in with the rest of the world. And that is pretty, pretty scary and pretty awful nowadays. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody in the room can feel the tension of being a believer in 2022 today. It is rough. It is rough out there. Everything that we believe that God says is true, the word is explicitly saying, that's not true. Do what you feel. Live in the moment. YOLO, you only live once. Do what feels right. What you guys are following, that book, that is so archaic, get with the times, get it together, people. The world is evolving. And that just goes to prove the point that Paul made centuries ago that the accuser is blinding the hearts of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel. This is not new, friends. This has been Satan's strategy. It's a tale as old as time. So what are we gonna do? And it's really hard to walk in the light because of the fact that there's so many different opinions and, and we don't wanna be you know, the outcast, we don't wanna be the outliers of society, we kinda wanna blend in, we don't wanna make people upset, we don't wanna offend anybody. But the Jesus way, I mean, if we look at Jesus, he was full of grace, full of mercy, full of love, but he also wasn't afraid to speak the truth. He said what needed to be said. And he wasn't afraid of of stirring the pot a little bit. But here's the thing. We also need to be really, really wise about how we do our shining for Christ. Because it's not accusatory like the headlights in the eyes. It has to be an invitation. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Instead of blinding people, instead of shining the light in their eyes, what I think God is calling us to do is to shine the light on their path so that they can see and not stumble. There was a moment where I was really struggling and I was having a hard time finding the light. And I remember I was on my floor, I was crying and I was crying out to God and I was saying, God, I don't understand. I don't know what to do. This isn't working. The people that were supposed to be around me have left. I am here alone. I have no idea how this is gonna work out. I, I was not expecting this. I need you because I don't get it. And I need to know the next step. And I remember God saying to me in that moment, he was like, Audrey, close your eyes. And I I fight with God, just so everybody knows, so everyone can hear this story, right? It's okay to fight with God. He can handle it. So I'm sitting on my floor, and I'm like, I don't want to close my eyes, because if I close my eyes, I can't see, and I need to see what is coming next. And God was like, we live by faith, not by sight. Please close your eyes. So I was like, okay. So I closed my eyes, and I'm, I'm a Artistic kind of person and I love images and I love art and that's the way that God speaks to me So I had this experience with Christ. I had this this vision and in this moment, I saw myself standing on like a rock and there was nothing else around me and I felt God say Take a step and I was like are you insane? It's like the Mario game where like you're trying to get to the next level But like except there was nothing there was nothing and God was saying go take the step. So I was like, okay. So as I took the step into the nothingness, as my foot was ready to settle down, another rock appeared. And when I looked down, I was like, oh my God, I'm not dead. But as I looked down, there was scripture on that rock. And it had Isaiah 43. I have chosen you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And I was like, oh. And then throughout this this moment that I had with the Lord, he kept saying, you know, take another step, take another step. And every time I did, the rock would appear just at the right time. Not before, not after, right when my foot was about to set. And when I would look down, it was another scripture. And in that moment, God reminded me that his word is enough for me. His word is enough for me to to not have to know what the next step is, but to know that it's going to be okay because I am trusting fully in Him. The light might not be enough to show you the whole picture, and that's okay. But it's enough to show you that the next step is going to be okay if you place it on the solid rock, which is Christ. And our job in the world is not to shine the light, like I said, in people's faces, to blind them, but with scripture and with love and with honesty to light the path for others. And hopefully one day they're going to make the choice to say, I'm going to let the light in. And then they can continue to do it for others. And then one after another, the lights are just going to start sparking, and that is the light of the gospel. We are called to reflect His light onto the world so that the whole world can see that His love knows no end. Just like the moon, have you guys ever sat outside when the moon is like shining crazy bright? It's enough to to light up. Ah, it's gorgeous. But the moon has no source of light. What you are seeing is the reflection of the sun. And church, that is what we are called to do, to reflect the sun, to reflect the light of the sun. Can we turn off the lights for a second? When Jesus came down, he was the light of the world. And it didn't come as this extraordinary light, but as he began to touch his disciples, His disciples started to ignite, and all of a sudden, there were little lights burning around. And that is what He is calling us to do. His light now lives in us. If you have your flashlight, I invite you to to turn it on. And all of a sudden, when we start experiencing the light of Christ, which can be really lonely sometimes, If you take a look around the room, when all of us come together, we are making a difference. Jesus is the light of the world, and his light lives in us. And the question, sometimes the question that I have fought with and wrestled with is, God, I am too broken. My story doesn't match your story. There's way too many things that have not gone right in my life to make me worthy of being a carrier. And I come to God, and I, he says we're carriers, we're like cups, we're like vessels, and I say, you know what God, my my cup is too broken, I'm too damaged, there's nothing that I could do that's worthy. But, that's why Jesus says it's not about us all about him. And the light can still shine through brokenness and through grief and through loss because it is his light and not ours. We can turn the lights back on. It is not about you. It's not about what you can do. It's not about your life story. God can redeem it all. Because that's grace and that's mercy. And he brings beauty from ashes. And he restores broken things and makes them beautiful. So church, shine your light. Don't be afraid, don't hide it. Shine so the world can see. And to close, I wanna read what Jesus said to the multitude that gathered to hear him speak on the mount you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So one thing to remember, Jesus is the light of the world, and his light shines through you, so don't Be afraid to reflect it, because the world needs this good news. And one thing to do this week is continue to pray for God to light it up. We love getting the stories of what God is doing. It's amazing. God is at work. God is on the move. So keep going. Keep praying. 12.25 every day. Set those alarms. And then also, ask God for ways in which you can share the good news of the gospel to one person this week. If you pray and say, okay God, who can I do it? The Holy Spirit will give you a person. So ask him, be bold, be courageous. Who can I share the good news with this week? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for walking with us, for calling us, for for making us children of the light because you are the light. And we thank you, God, because of your Son and because of your blood. Though we were unworthy, now, God, covered by you, covered by grace and mercy, we can be carriers of your light. So help us to shine it and reflect it on this world to the very end, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.